Yo, what's good? How's it going? Look, I'm glad you're here. My name is Albert Williams III, and welcome to another episode of Uncommon Legend. And today's episode is a special episode. Uh, I get the, the opportunity, the pleasure to interview a guest today, and that guest is actually my girlfriend, so super excited about that. Uh, and so her name is Kat, and I'm going to let her introduce herself to you. Uh, just tell the people who you are. Uh, what's your name? What's your sign? I'm kidding. Uh, so go, go, just go from there. My name is Kat and I'm a Leo. Um, oh. <laughs> I am the associate director of the Wesley Foundation at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. Uh, we call it the barn, but it's the Perkinston campus of MGCCC. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, so yeah, fun fact, me and Kat are both in the, the same field, so it, it's pretty awesome. And we sometimes talk about work. And then we also sometimes go, I don't want to talk about work. And, you know, that's always a fun time. Uh, but before we get into it, into it, you know, I got a few questions for you. Mm-hmm. All right. So what is the oddest job you've ever took to earn a buck? Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> um, the oddest job? Yeah, the oddest job. Like, it could have been, like, picking up leaves for Miss Jenkins or something. Like, I don't know. Probably... It's not even really odd, but like probably the oddest job would have been um that time we did the parking. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. We we, we parked like cars. Really random. <laughs> yeah. Uh so fun fact when yeah, and I really like first started dating, uh, we got this awesome opportunity to go park in valet cars and we sat and talked in valet cars. That was literally it. We had nothing else to do and made That's like great. made like hundred 150 bucks. Just drove an Audi for the first time. Yeah. And like the the lights were on the dash. So that was dope. That was awesome. Uh, so nice. Next one. Do you have anything autographed by a celebrity? I do. Well, I do. Okay. Bad and bougie. Um, a Christian celebrity. <laughs> okay. Um, actually, actually, no. Um, I did get a... Wait, like, actually, like, they autographed it or, like, a copy of their autograph? You know, either works. Okay, well, I have an autographed um, copy of a CD by Demi Lovato. That was pretty cool. Okay, so she just thinks she she cool or whatever. All right. Uh, <clears throat> next one. What is one thing you'd be really disappointed if you never get to explore? The world. All of it. You want to unpack that a little bit more? Um, especially Europe uh-huh. um, and all of the things. And if I never get to go back to Haiti, like, yeah. I might cry. So Kat is a travel junkie, by the way, guys. Like, I don't think we have one conversation without her going like, man, we should just go there. It's like, babe, that's like across the pond. We can't go today. We can do it. But like today. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever stolen anything? If so, what was it? Uh, Candy out your mom's purse, don't. <laughs> I feel like I probably stole like food or something from my brother. That's about it. You never stole anything? No. Never try to use that five finger discount? No. None of that? Mm-mm. I'm proud. So, if you could be a personal oh, wait, assistant. Wait, 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 oh, okay. wait, wait, wait. Okay. Actually, uh-huh. I stole a gift card from Walmart one time. Bruh. <laughs> I heard thieving. Because I didn't realize you had to actually, like, like they're technically, like, a penny. Um, <clears throat> but I didn't realize you had to actually put money to take it. I just took one because I thought it was cute. 
the wa- the feds are listening as we speak right now. So it's cool. It's fine. Uh, my girlfriend's a thief, and uh, I'm in love with a kleptomaniac. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She's not. So if you could be a personal assistant to anyone, who would it be? Demi Lovato. Okay. I should have known that. So nice. Cool. That's our last one. And just kind of getting us, getting us ready for the day and really just... Can I change my answer? Can you change your answer? Go ahead. Chris yeah. Daughtry. Chris Daughtry? Who's that? Daughtry. He's a singer. Yeah, no. I'm just... Yeah. So that that's your final answer? Yeah. Proud. All right. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, just for today, you know, I guess we can really get into my favorite topic and, uh, that's adulting and, you know, what is, what is one lesson you wish you could have told or you wish you could tell 18 year old you that you know now? Um, yes, money does come to you later in life but maybe you shouldn't spend it all in one place anyway Mm. yeah you want to unpack that um i mean i think it's kind of self-explanatory like i just there are some money decisions that i could have held back on or not Mm -hmm. have made in the first place like i could have i didn't have to have the thing that i wanted at that moment in time i could have waited yeah no for sure you know I, i think a lot of times that we think, man, I got to have this right now. And then... It seems so important, but yeah. it's really not. And then you look and you're like, man, I haven't really used that all year. So uh-huh. like, why did I even get it in the first place? It's like, why did I go and buy this? Like, I'm going to pick on you super quick. We're like, why did I go and buy like this $25, you know, toothbrush? And then you don't use it. Like, like sometimes Disclaimer, I have Disclaimer, I didn't buy the toothbrush. No, she didn't. Did, no, but like I've done stuff like that. <laughs> That's why I said it. Uh, you know, a lot of times like you go into stores and like for me especially when I was younger like I would just buy shoes that I did not need you know like oh man I need this new pair of running shoes knowing that I have not ran in a month of Sundays in a whole year mm-hmm. and a half you know and like there there's a lot of things that we can learn or have learned in adulting and so okay nice and you know what was college like for you? College for me, honestly, it was culture shock at first. So I went to community college uh, mm-hmm. initially. Um, and I mean, I grew up homeschooled. So yeah. while I did take a couple of classes at my local high school, um, I never really got that full experience. So college was culture shock initially. There were a lot of things I had to learn. Um, I'm a completely different person than I was when I first entered college. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was tough. Mm. Tough how? Like, besides culture shock and all of that, like... It was also tough, like, financially. Like, I couldn't always do the things that, like, other people in my life could do because I would... Like, I had to work mm-hmm. throughout college, and I'm not complaining about that because it's, it's fine, but it's like, there are things that I had to miss out on that right. other students got to experience. Like, yeah. Whether it be like sorority life or mm-hmm. um, just getting to go to that event that I had to work through. Mm. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, and a lot of times we take that for granted. Like, I remember being a student athlete and complaining about being a student athlete at times. But 
looking back, it's like, you know what? I really didn't have much to complain about. But and also, like, in that moment, it's realizing, like, dude, I am blessed. You know, like, I am, you know, privileged to be here, be in this position. Because uh, I could be sitting on the sidelines going, shoulda, coulda, woulda. And, you know, to, to hear your perspective, it's like, all right, just when I, I thought I'd compl- I should complain, I realized that I shouldn't. And, you know, I think that's something we could all, like, really glean from. Well, I mean, I think it's, like, different for each person. Like, ultimately, like, the things that are hard to you are still hard to you. Like, your journey mm-hmm. is still your journey. Like, yeah, you know, that was just my perspective and, like, what I um, went through. But, I mean, there were a lot of really great times in college, too. Like, I got involved with the Wesley Foundations and... Mm-hmm. Um, I got to go to a few football games. Like I still yeah. got to experience college life. It just wasn't. It would have been different had I not been working. Right. Yeah. No. And uh, don't let her like. Don't let her play, y'all. Like she went to France, and you know, it, like she. Yeah. It like her I still got the, the great experiences <laughs> there. Like I got to study abroad in France. And, yeah. And while I was there, you know, I got to visit Rome, and like a lot of people don't get that. Yeah. And so there are a lot of things that I was incredibly blessed to have been able to go through too. Yeah. So unpack that uh that abroad like how how was that, you know, just being there, being in classes, like experiencing life outside the US. So I'm going to just say first, um <laughs> <laughs> that year was phenomenal because it was the first time so I went on a mission trip in January of that mm-hmm. year. So it was the first time that I got to be on a plane yeah. and it was to Haiti. Um, like I mentioned, um, it was amazing. Like just experiencing all of the culture differences there and Mm. like realizing how thankful they are. Um, I don't know. It was amazing. Um, but then later that summer I got to go to Paris and study French. And like I said, I visited Rome while I was there, went to a couple of other places, um, got to tour castles and, um, do wine tastings and visit oh. a, a vineyard. Like uh-huh. <laughs> I was pretty cool. Sang in a sang in a karaoke. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 She she did mention that she also met me that same year. So like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like yeah, that was kind of cool. Anyway, so I, <laughs> I, I digress. But uh, no, so yeah, no. That's right. Like <laughs> that actually just clicked with me that that was the same year that we met. That yeah. was like right before. Because we met right before I left for uh-huh. for France. So. Yeah, so 2019 was a huge, huge year for you. And, you know, you, you just learned a lot about you, life, yeah. uh, the world. Uh, I, I think you learned a lot about the world, actually. I really did. Like, I got to experience so many other cultures and, like, the things that make them unique and the things that I love about them. Like, mm. I love French culture. Like, Parisian culture is amazing. Mm. Um, obviously, every culture has, like pros and cons I guess right, but right. like it was it was amazing mm. I got you nice and you know that's that's pretty awesome like because like I haven't gone abroad uh not that like I have a huge like longing for it but also it would be nice you know it's just like kind of one of those things for me um but like from there now to graduating college into stepping into more just more like adultier like things what is adultier life after college for you and the transition into that like um 
it's been kind of rough because like trying to find a good routine mm-hmm. um realizing that some of the things that I was able to put on hold in college I can't put on hold anymore like yeah. um really working on my fitness yeah um, slow patrol <laughs> uh trying to just develop like good eating habits and mm. good um just health habits in general mm-hmm. um trying to get back into reading because I used to read all the time before college and Look. then I got into college and um you know when you get into college it kind of becomes more like a chore because you had now you have to read all of these things that they're yeah. giving you yeah um but I love to read and so I'm trying to like figure out in my adulthood, like, what do I like to read now? Right. Because it's obviously my taste has changed. Like, mm-hmm. I like more nonfiction things. Um, so just really developing, like, that routine and finding, like, a sense of structure has been the hardest for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. No, I, that is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but, you know, and, like, no one ever teaches you in college. You know, you kind of just kind of fly by on fitness when you're if you have a fast metabolism. Uh, but also you have the thing of, oh, man, I'll just deal with it later because, well, I got to do the schoolwork, you know, or, oh, man, I got to go to work. Yeah, um, it's like there's always something that's that's more important in that moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's just you, you put a lot of things off, like you said, and uh, I know for sure fitness is, like, one of the biggest. If it weren't for me being a student athlete, I wouldn't have been fit, like, at all, like, especially towards, like, the end because especially you get into internships having to do required hours of, like, all of that stuff on top of schoolwork and then, like, your normal job. Like, you're just... I think, like, walking around campus and stuff kept mm-hmm. me fit, but also being in show choir and community college. Yeah. I, but I haven't felt as fit as I was at that time in a right. minute um, because when I transitioned into university, I didn't have that anymore. Yeah. So since Ole Miss is such a big campus, That though, school up north? Yeah, the University of Mississippi, Hotty no, 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 Toddy. No, no. no, it is um, the University of Southern Mississippi. Do you want me to do the cheer Southern right Miss- now? Because, no. like, I absolutely will. No, let's not. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that, um, just, like, walking around campus and everything really, I think, helped. So the decline in that really started once COVID hit. Mm. So Yeah, so let's talk about COVID. And, like, how is, how is COVID just uh, – let's be – Real, you know, COVID has wrecked everybody, you know. Uh, what have you learned from COVID, like, more on the appreciation side of, like, hmm, let me take care of this part of me. I think COVID, as, like, a general thing, has taught everyone to slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I had never seen as many people as I did, like, at the park. Mm-hmm. I had never seen that many people pre-COVID. Yeah. Um, but during COVID when everything was on lockdown, um, but you were still able to go outside and do things and enjoy nature, like going to the park or whatever, there were so many people there having like picnics or, you know, whenever the park opened back up for that. Um, but just people that were like doing exercises outside and like people actually spending time with their families. And like, I think it really put into perspective the important things because we, live in a society where everything is all go, go, go. And I got to do this and I got to do that. And I got to make it to the top and I got to be the best. And I got to be, you know, all of these things in our minds are just constantly racing. So like, I think COVID kind of taught me to slow down. But now that we're getting back out into the open, it's like, okay, how do I implement that into Mm. this new norm? Right. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's a really good point. Like there is no more normal. Like 
at, like we, we can't go back to pre-COVID life. Uh, things have changed. We've gotten older, you know, bills look different. Uh, you know, just everything is like the food we eat is different. Life is just different. So, yeah, COVID has definitely taught us a lot. And like slowing down is definitely important. Uh, I know for me personally, I don't like to stop. And you personally fuss at me for not resting and not like calming down uh, because, well, I'm like, I'll just do it. I can sleep when I'm dead, you know, and you've reminded me like, hey, you can't sleep when you're dead. Uh, that's no, there's no point in sleeping then, sleep now, you know, and I don't know. What what else is there, what else have you kind of learned, grasped, you know, implemented into life now? So I was listening to a podcast, um, I guess last month now, mm-hmm. and it was the the Daily, which is part of the New York Times, mm-hmm. and in it they were talking about COVID and like things that like its impact on the workforce. Mm-hmm. Um, so something that I've learned um, also that I feel like people have taken into consideration now and that they realized throughout COVID is that they don't want to work like mediocre jobs anymore. Like mm. they want to actually pursue like the things that are important to them. Yeah. Like meaningful. Like, yeah, yeah. Like the stuff that they love doing. Like mm. if they don't love doing it, then if they don't love doing the job that they're working, then why are they working it? Right. So that's something else that I try to hold on to also as I go into future career aspects and all of that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. No, that's good. You know, especially, especially for like us, you know, yeah, we're young, but I mean, we've seen what working jobs that aren't good for, you know, our souls and like, yeah, they're good on money, but like, they're just burning us out. We've seen what that's done to like, you know, parents, grandparents, cousins, uncles, your aunts, like we've seen that. We've seen what that does to people, what that, yeah, what that does to people. And, you know, it's just not a life that is sustainable, you know, not for 30, 40, 50 years, you know, and the the art of working one job until you retire is gone, you know. And so, like, now it's like, okay, how do I find a job that I realistically could work for another 20, 30, maybe 40 years and not be like, ill, I'm tired of this, you know, why Mm -hmm. am I working this? Yeah. And I will go back and say when I mean by mediocre is like something that is mediocre to you, like something that you personally don't love. Cause what you may not love, somebody else may love Mm -hmm. and that might be their passion, but it's not your passion. So why aren't you pursuing like your dreams and, and your aspirations and the things that you want to do? Yeah. I mean, it's like MLK said, you know, if you want to be a sweet, uh, a street sweeper, street sweets, Sweet street sweeper, (laughs) you know, sweep that street. Like, you know, the, 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 the angels in heaven are going to be like, that joker right there, when he sweeped that street, like, oh my gosh, you know, because you have pride in that. You know, you love what you do and you're so like just in it. And, but it also doesn't consume you to the point of like, oh my gosh, if I don't do this, I have no meaning. Yeah. You know, I think that's the other part of it. It's like, we can't, we can't let our job define us. And it's so hard. Like yesterday we... We met some awesome people because Kat, you know, she she don't want to brag on herself, but she was like a pageant girl for a little bit, you know. Uh, but we were there, and this lady asked me, she was like, well, tell me about yourself. And I immediately told her what I did. 
And that's and something like, that we all like I think go to like we define ourselves by our jobs. Yeah. And like I'm so much more than like my job. Like yes, I love it a lot, but I immediately went to I'm a campus minister. Well, I mean, even when you were telling me to like introduce myself, right. which I mean, you did say tell me what you do, but also like that's just my go-to. It's like, well, I am this. And mm. but we are not our jobs. Like right. we are so much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cuz cat like she doesn't fit like this oh like i'm in ministry like she's got her own like identity like outside of church and like doing all the things and like she's not just my girlfriend like she's cat uh, and when we go places i'm her boyfriend like i'm not you know you know and yeah. it's that's just kind of how it is though but in and of that you know like we're not just this one thing we are multi-dimensional and i think that when we we realize that we're dynamic humans and not static you know, it allows us to do a lot more in life. For sure. Yeah. So I think for us and to to wrap us up, I guess I have one last question or one last thought. And that is, you know, how do you plan on getting better as cat? Like, what are the things that will continue to progress you continue to help you grow as a person you know dive deeper into your faith like you know you you can choose one all you know what thing what are you going to do to help you i think developing the habits that i want to develop like a good workout routine Mm -hmm. um a good health routine in context of food yeah um cooking all of the things i'll stop bringing you to sonic my bad (laughs) i think i think that just developing that habit and sticking with the things that i want to do instead of procrastinating it or just being lazy Mm. honestly just taking those and running with them getting back into reading um all of the things that make me feel alive yeah I, i think that's that's awesome you know and finding things that make us feel alive, I think it's really important what you said. It's like what makes you feel alive. Like for me, working out and being in a gym and dying underneath weights is like one of the most fulfilling things for me. And But for Kat, she's like, ah, let's go do something a little bit lighter or maybe not as stupid uh, because what you're doing is crazy. And I'm like, you know what, you're right. I am doing something stupid. Uh, but... You know, let's go to the beach. Yeah, yeah, that's her thing, like the beach. I'm not a beach person at all times. Like, I can be, but it's very hard for me to get there. But, like, Kat, like, she can speak to it more than I can. Like, you love the beach. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just so serene. Like, you're listening to the waves, and it's just, it's peaceful, and you realize how vast and how big the ocean is and Mm. how small you are and, like... It's honestly so relieving. Mm. Yeah. And the only reason why, like, the beach is, like, hard for me. Honestly, I just want to go play games and throw the football around. And Kat's like, no, sit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I just, like, lay out or get in the water. Like, I like to get in the water. Yeah. Uh, Um, As long as it's not the flesh-eating bacteria on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. then No, I'll get in that water. Yeah, don't don't get in that water. I will. Uh, (laughs) No. But, you know, yeah. And I I guess for me... um, I guess it's the thing to continue reading. Like, I love to read and, like, reading books that 
specifically talk about the inner life. Like for me, one of my favorite authors right now is Parker Palmer. And like I'm rereading currently his book, The Courage to Teach. And I read it around March or April last year, but like rereading it now and really getting into it again, it's like, dang, like that makes so much sense. Like if I don't, if I don't teach who I am, then why, why am I teaching? What am I teaching? Like no one will ever listen to what I have if all I'm doing is coming from this the subject and being super objective. There's no heart. There's no emotion. There's no no feeling behind it. But instead, when I put all of it into it, it's that much more. And so I guess that's one big thing for me. And uh, yeah, you got anything else? Yeah, I mean, um, go out and do the thing. Set those goals and try your best to achieve them. You know, small goals at a time. Um, yeah. And one step at a time, but but do the things that you want to do. For sure. Habit stacking and all, and all those good things. And they're, all those good things. They're great. Well, I appreciate you. Thanks for, for coming on today. Been Thanks trying to get you me. on here for the longest. And uh, we'll see if Kat would like to be a regular contributor to Uncommon Legend, at least on the guest side. Uh, but as per usual, be good, y'all. Peace, love, hair grease.